Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here is your host, Nicole Henderson. In today's episode, we talk about getting laid off as a blessing, tightening up your contracts, and the fact that artificial intelligence will be on every marketer's radar in the next five to ten years. My guest today is Dwayne Hamlet, and he considers himself a creative director, and he's in the process of building his own agency. There's a lot that you can pull from from this um, interview that we've had. Um, it is so true to the gig economy no matter what industry you're in pivoting in different directions looking back at decisions you made and maybe you should have made a different decision and then thinking about the future and where you're going to take your business so when you listen to this interview think about it in that sense you may not be um, a graphic designer or creative director but you may be in that place where you've got to make some decisions about leaving that corporate job and how you make that happen or how you're looking to gain new clients. So listen for those different things and how you can apply them to what you're doing. And as always, we will put Dwayne's information like we do our other guests in the show notes and you can reach out to him for further questions or if you want to work with him, it's a great resource um, if you're looking for a web developer. But take it into account of the different things that he did along his journey and see how that will work best for what you have going on. So until next time, I hope you enjoy this episode. Think Tank today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Good. I'm, I'm excited to hear your story because um, we are living through this, I guess, gig economy um, that many of us are a part of, at least in some format, um, whether we planned it that way or not. I think it's an interesting way of making a living and making it a long-term option. So first, um, tell my guest what it is or tell my audience what it is that um, you do what your service is well I'm a creative director which means that I direct and also create different digital needs for my clients whether it's websites or logos um, branding I, I also do um, whether they need marketing pieces I design sometimes for uh, strictly social platform and then also do a lot of UX and UI also. So what we like to do is discuss the journey to getting to this point. So tell us how you came upon the fact that you enjoy this or um, decided to want to make a career out of it. Um, Give us an idea of where your idea came from to do this. Well, I originally went to college for graphic design, and when I graduated from college, of course, print was huge. There was uh, barely even an internet out. Uh, Email hit first. I'm old enough to remember when email hit, and then the internet came along. 
at the time, I thought both were silly. So that should tell you what type of insight that I have. Um, I also, so I designed for about 10 years, almost strictly print when I first got out of college. And I just seen the need growing for digital. And I also seen, started to watch uh, job descriptions change within the marketplace and just more and more. And I watched a lot of peers who were a generation ahead of me who just refused to go along digitally and they got left behind. And I, I just, for some reason, I could see that coming if I didn't learn digital and didn't understand digital marketing and digital media that I was going to get left behind from a career perspective. And so that made me turn my focus towards websites and towards digital more, just towards digital marketing and social media. And from that, uh, I ended up getting laid off from the company that I would worked for for quite some time, for about 12 years. And once that happened, I was on my own and it's kind of like getting pushed out of the nest. So once you get pushed out, you learn to fly a little bit and <laughs> or you or you fall and, and fail. So that's where I went out on my own is once I got laid off, which was a blessing in disguise at the time. And I've heard that a good bit. What was that? What was that period like? So yes, you are upset that you are laid off, but actually building from being laid off, did you already have some clients or prospective clients on the side? Or what did you do to kind of start from scratch once you got laid off? Yeah, well, when I first got laid off, I didn't have any clients. And I used to do a little bit of side work from time to time because that's the thing. It was something like graphic design. You can do a logo here or design a brochure here or a website there or whatever. Right. And um, so I just immediately, my father ran his own business and it was a heat and air conditioning business, but I knew so much of the success of that business was just pure hustle, was just going out and hitting the ground running every day. So I just started networking as much as I could. LinkedIn has always been... Um, very good to me from a social media standpoint. Um, I let everyone on LinkedIn know that I was available and that I was looking for work and started showcasing some of my work from a social perspective and was able to get clients that way. I also worked with um, a few staffing agencies, which has also been good from an individual standpoint. I would, I'm, I'm trying to build my agency, but from an individual standpoint, staffing agencies have been good also. So in that that time period where you started to get some clients, typically there's some up and down. So what is something that um, went right during that time period? And then what was something that you're like, oh man, I had to go through this, but didn't go the best, but I made it through. Well, one of the good things right off was I was able to get a, a decent client about two months after I got laid off. Um, I was able to land a client that I knew was going to be able to, I was at least going to be able to pay the rent for the ne next six to eight months just by the volume of work that they offered and contract I was able to sign. Um, and that was great. It was for, with a local toy company. And, and then the worst would be, I got, the worst would be learning how hard it is to collect money sometimes from your clients and just got burnt real bad from a client owing me a lot of money for a lot of work by the time you have to chase that money the more you have to chase it the 
to me, the less money you make per hour. So you've already charged them now, you and you didn't figure in the time that it was going to take <laughs> to chase them down or to hassle them to get the money and just learn a lesson like that. Make sure you have your um, get your deposit correct and make sure your paperwork's correct as far as contracts are concerned. They don't have to be complex either. They just need to be real straightforward. And to me, contracts should be black and white. Shouldn't be a lot of gray area at all. That's a good point. I have heard that a lot lately about um, friends of mine that are in a variety of businesses, but have that one person that didn't pay them and for different amounts. Some people are in a predicament where it's low and they learn that lesson and some people are at the several thousand dollar mark that somebody didn't pay them back. Um, and, and everybody has, you know, had to figure out how to handle it for their business. Um, and I'm, I am, I don't know if I'm surprised or not surprised that a lot of, they didn't go after the person or either I have one person that has an attorney on standby. Um, but other than that, um, it made them tighten up their contracts. Um, and made them be a little more selective about the clients that they bring on. Um, so for you, what was something that that lesson did for you? You know, for me, from a lesson perspective, again, it was just to um, to get a – I like to get a good deposit. A good deposit makes your client low, and I just learned it from that. Um, if, they don't have, if they don't have the money for a deposit or if they're scared of a deposit, then most of the time that should tell you a lot about the client because it's just, it's just a lot for – an individual business to put on the line and not have some type of deposit there. So I learned the lesson there. And then I also learned, though, that I just had to be consistent. I did eventually get paid, you know, but I had to I had to be very uh, diplomatic, you know, and, had, and, I, and I definitely had to work with them and be, be very patient. But I didn't think I was going to be able to get my payment if I was uh, rude to the client. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, a- that's the lesson I, I learned from that also. And now I want to switch gears a little bit and just talk about advice that you have because you've been doing this for several years now. So what advice do you have for somebody that is, whether they're in graphic design or not, but in an entrepreneurial um, aspect of their life, what advice do you have that maybe you wish somebody would have told to you? Um, I wish I would have real, I wish I would have learned earlier on to work for myself. I wish I would have I wish I would have started earlier. So I worked for somebody else for a longer than I should have. Now I do think the advantage of working for someone else is you can make mistakes working for somebody else that you wouldn't necessarily make for yourself. Um, an example being early, early, early on in my career, I made a, a mistake on a print piece. They ended up it was a seven thousand dollar mistake because that's how much the printing was that had to be reprinted because of a mistake that I made. If I would have been on my own at the time that would have put me out of business seven thousand dollars isn't a lot to an agency i mean it's a lot of money but it's not to an agency but that's right. a lot of money to an individual or somebody who's just starting out so i'm i meet i meet people sometimes who want to work for themselves straight out the gate and i don't think that's a bad option but i don't think that this should be frowned upon working for somebody else early on in your career 
and again you make your mistakes working for them and and can learn through them but I was too loyal to the company that I was working for also that laid me off give us an idea if you can um, a favorite brand or client that you've worked on and what some of that work looked like you know was it web design was it brochure the project I'm the most proud of would be a mellow yellow commercial that I directed and I had never directed a television commercial before much less a national television commercial and I was I was given the job on a whim because they had run out of options and it was last minute and I promised them the world and told them I could handle it and that's what I did for Coca-Cola and Mellow Yellow and so I worked with Coca-Cola and a team at Coca-Cola for about three weeks um, storyboarding a Mellow Yellow commercial. And once we got them to sign off on the Mellow Yellow commercial, I went to Florida with a film crew. We filmed for three days, and I think we had 30 hours of footage for uh, a 60-second spot when we came back from Florida and edited it and laid the music to it and hired the voiceover and and it was a uh, it still runs sometimes now on ESPN but it's an older commercial I, I did that about two years ago three years ago and but uh, that's something I'm very proud of is the Melly Yellow commercial just for the simple fact of how well it came out and I had never directed much less shot a national television commercial that um, is great because yeah I've even never heard you mention that you directed a television commercial. I knew the graphic design piece pieces and the um, digital assets pieces, but that is that is great. Uh, somebody that can you have that shot, that opportunity, and and jumped all over it. Right, and you know it was very similar to me to custom photography. I have over the years I have worked on numerous projects where we have to use custom photography and we shoot on site or we shoot in a studio but all that stuff is very planned out you know all your shots before you ever get there most of the time if not you're going to waste your time and your money and so you have all your shots planned out and it was the same thing basically with the television but um it was still it was, that was fun it wasn't even like work at all i did a couple of big projects for coca-cola that have been really really fun yeah i'm sure once you get your foot in the door um, yeah at least I did you're some on the roster for, right and did some projects for Nike and a couple of projects for the NFL ex, uh, experience also and some projects for Carhartt and most of the time those projects are really cool because they're just letting you be as creative as possible they're turning to you because they've already seen your creative and they're like just give us what you do from an artistic perspective um, which is always really cool a great place to be in definitely yeah. and, uh, but it's funny too how somebody will pay you for your work and a lot of times they don't use it also um, I've worked for Nike twice and been paid very well and never seen that work hit the it's I, I don't understand the process I don't, yeah. yeah and they'll call you know they'll hey we love your work I don't know if I generate somebody else ideas I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the Nike projects that I've worked on and all the coca-cola stuff that's great I did some stuff for Rob Deerdick too that stuff's been fun that was mm -hmm. that gets you noticed that's the guy from Robin Big. I don't mm -hmm. know if you remember that show. Yeah. So you've done a 
a variety. Um, we usually wrap up with what it, what does the future hold? Where do you see yourself, your company, organization going in the next five, ten years? Uh, I see artificial intelligence. I see AI playing a big role in the next five to ten years. I think everybody's going to have to tap into that. To it's going to it's going to affect every type of marketing and almost everything that we buy and sell mm-hmm. in ways we could never imagine. Um, I see everything going more digital. I see everything going more mobile. I don't think we'll have laptops in 10 years. There'll just be no need for it. It'll be something else. It'll be just a one device. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for I, your agency, that means that you are, are you already trained in, in the creation for the AI platforms or virtual reality, or is that something that you are looking to ramp up? That's uh, something I'm looking to ramp up, but I'm, I'm looking at AI more from a analytics standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, but it's going to, that is going to intertwine with creative. It's going to send creative on a whole nother mission like creative is going to become individualized mm-hmm. you're going to walk in the stores in the next five to ten years and everything that you see or pops up on it's going to be geared towards you it's going to say hey nicole welcome back to wherever you know mm-hmm. hey welcome to walmart and then you'll get a notification last time you were here you got ding 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 and ding you know yeah and, and you won't even have to pay for it you'll just walk in and grab it you know you won't have to stand in line anymore you'll just be able to grab it but all that stuff is going to have creative mix stand behind it um i think google glass was ahead of its time but i think it was dead on also google glass and wearing something will come to pass yeah it'll everybody, circle back i totally it'll agree circle back. everybody won't or sooner or later or is going to put on a um, some type of glass or something that projects visually in front of them and uh, virtual reality in front of them you know you'll pick up a box of cereal and look at it through your glasses and the and the um, price will pop up mm-hmm. or a coupon will pop up when you yep, so I, totally I agree so that's where I see the creative going from that perspective I just think it's going to become more UI UX more digital um, I think I just think it can be it can just be used for onboarding on all types of stuff um, I'm I working on now people from the the airport to healthcare talking about ways that um, they want at the airport they want you to be able to drive in something read your license plate <clears throat> excuse me and know that who you are and when you walk in have facial recognition and things go from there so that they can verify who you are get you on the right flight get your luggage to the right place just seamlessly yeah I I, um, I, I you know I hate I didn't get I didn't get the job but I bid it on a job not long ago and it was for um, the PGA store the golf store oh nice and they are going to go to facial recognition on all their customers. I mean, they're going to have a thing as soon as you come through the door. Like, they're working on it now. Like, Wow. We're, yeah, we're trying to implement this now. When you come through, it'll say, hey, Dwayne, welcome back to PGA Golf. And we're glad you're here. And, you know, again, last time you were here, you bought gloves. Do you need gloves? And it'll be a virtual person just talking to you. Wow, that will be very Jetsons-like. <laughs> yeah, yes, it will be. <laughs> but that's where I see creative going. Mm-hmm. I, I just see all that going there digitally. And then I think something like print, the, the beautiful thing for the circle all the way back to my education is that print to me now is kind of like... Um, 
it's a rarity. Like somebody, you know, if somebody's like, oh, you know how to set up a file for printing? You know how to make sure it prints correctly? Yes. Like uh, there's so many designers and so many creatives that are younger than me that don't understand print because they've grown up in a digital world, which is That is so um, true. They probably know nothing about bleeds and getting things set up. CMYK and things Mm -hmm. like that. They're just Mm -hmm. not trained in it anymore, you know, so um, so that's kind of cool too to see that come it's kind of like knowing how to work on an old car like mm-hmm. like I know how to work on a 67 Camaro you know <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's kind of cool but you do get those requests you know where people are like yeah we need print too and then they realize you can handle that and they're like they're very happy about it well, Dwayne, thank you so much for um, chatting with us today, and um, we will put your information in the show notes so that people can connect with you and learn more about what you do and hopefully hire you for some business. So thanks a lot. Great. Thank you so much, Nicole. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneur's Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy. But when you dive into the think tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey!